0: Welcome to Center Stage with international opera star Pamela Kuhn. And now, here is your host,
1: Pamela Kuhn.
2: And the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Recently, I had the joy of interviewing several members of the young and innovative opera company, Bear Opera. I met with them at the luxurious penthouse of violinist Joshua Bell. I had a relaxed and candid interview with sopranos Larissa Martinez and Liana Guberman, mezzo-soprano and co-artistic director of Bear Opera, Kirsten Scott, baritone Suchan Kim, and stage director Cecilia Legorio. And if you were thinking that Bear Opera implies that they take their clothes off, then you are sorely mistaken. We had a rather hilarious exchange about the choice of their name in the first half of the interview, which I aired two weeks ago, and I would encourage you to revisit. The interview preceded their performance of the Rossini opera La Cambiale di Matrimonio, which was performed at the Arts Flamenco Center in Manhattan. Our conversation presented a unique and honest view into the world of an opera company that is just starting to build its strength on the enthusiasm and talent of the singers and the varied creative forces and sponsors behind it. But more importantly, it gave the singers an opportunity to share what it is like trying to carve out an operatic career in the 21st century. The Rossini opera La Cambiale di Matrimonio was written when he was only 18. It is a delightful comedy with a subject that is prevalent in opera. A father wants to marry off his beautiful daughter to a rich man she doesn't know and she doesn't want. And in this case, the daughter has another lover who she desires. But what is interesting in this Rossini tale is that the ever-resourceful daughter takes matters into her own hands and threatens bodily harm to the man she does not want to marry and manages to scare him out of the wedding deal. Wow, a strong modern woman written into this story. Unusual for a time when women were really owned by their fathers until they were married off to a suitable man. But it seems ideal that bear opera chose an opera with such liberated women characters. As we discussed in the first part of the interview, this is an opera company run by women with a head for business. And with regard to women and the story of La Cambiale di Matrimonio, it's particularly interesting to listen to director Cecilia Legorio's ideas about the suitability of the story in line with a modern conscience. We're going to pick up with our interview with the creators of Bear Opera, but first, let's listen to soprano Liana Guberman sing Vorrei Spiegarvi il Giubilo from a performance of La Cambiale di Matrimonio. You're a real born New Yorker. Don't you live in Hills Kitchen? I do. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're a lifer. So, what has it been like for you growing up? Did you always know you wanted to be a singer, and how difficult has it been to establish yourself?
0: Well, I knew I wanted to be an opera singer since I was 16 years old. I had my first performance at Tanglewood, and I ran off the stage. I was so excited. I ran to my father's arms, We both had tears in our eyes, and I said, Dad, I know what I want to be. I I want to be a professional opera singer. And and literally, that was the moment that I decided.
2: How marvelous.
0: It it was actually a definitive moment. It's crazy that I had one. Um, And from that moment, I just spent my entire life devoted to this art form, just learning languages and uh, taking voice lessons and uh, going into college, I, w- I did eight years of school. I went to Boston University, SUNY Purchase, and Manus, mm-hmm. straight through. And I almost thought, what, what will my life be outside of school? Will I be able to survive? <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, w- yeah. the big question. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it, it was small opera companies that gave me hope. Mm-hmm. I sang with Loft Opera, along with these people, and I sang with Bear Opera, and those were my opportunities. Those were my first opportunities to sing outside of school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, 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 don't think I could have survived without it because I, I was so daunted by the competitiveness that is this business. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know if I, I would be able to make it, and. Um, this is just the beginning for most of us. I mean, we, we really, we see opera as this wide, whole wide world. Um, will, we, will we have a career? Will it, will it work for us? And um, I don't think it, I don't think we have the answer and that's what makes it so scary because it's uncertain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we all have that passion that's
3: what sees you through. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that
2: fire that burns is unquenchable, yeah. isn't mm-hmm. it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But may, may I say something yeah. about it? Because I think there is a big, a big link between this kind of uh, of sensation, uh, of Liana, and uh, the doubt of uh, of the future, mm-hmm. and the doubt of future in in the opera world. And that's why I think this kind of of um, uh, uh, <laughs> i say uh, activities and performance are and experience are so important because if we can as performer as artists we don't remind the, the audience that opera is so necessary in sense of the the quantity of beauty in the human being that we can bring to someone mm-hmm. uh, opera gonna die Mm-hmm. it 's very important for me, and I think there is a big, a big hope if an audience comes, a person come to see their work, our work, yeah. for sure we will come back to opera, which is the point right now, not because uh, there are a huge mm-hmm. money behind, mm-hmm. but because there is a huge need behind. Mm-hmm. We need opera in our life because mm-hmm. remind the great potentiality of human beings the great beauty we are Mm -hmm. able to create just with our body and with our soul.
2: I think this sounds fantastic. Whenever I hear about opera being dumbed down, let's see to try and sell tickets to young people, I become quite upset myself. I don't know how you all feel. Maybe you can comment on this. Because I believe it is is huge. And that's why we go. And it it is just the scope of it Mm -hmm. that is literally so awesome to the true sense of the word and yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. that why would we cut that down you know yeah, exactly to, to present it and to present it as bear is doing in this real and honest and visceral fashion I think is yeah. very exciting
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and getting back to that you know I recently read in an article penned by Jennifer Rivera I mm-hmm. knew some of, of you may know her she's a singer and she writes a blog at Huffington Post she laid out a model for 21st century opera companies to survive by. And her first idea, and I quote, is small, flexible, innovative, and urban. Yeah. With a budget of under one million. It seems like a lot of money in an operative production. As you know, it's nothing. Do you think this, this is the, the recipe for the future? For effective operatic productions?
4: I absolutely agree. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I do too That article is spot on <laughs> <laughs>
0: We all know that article yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> The excitement you see in a room uh, Especially like here In, in this uh, amazing apartment um, When you come down the stairs And you're giving us just that snippet Of intimacy But really opera in everyone's mm-hmm. face it's, I mean mm-hmm. it, it is thoroughly fantastic Yeah, yeah, like yeah it It's sense.
1: so truly exciting I remember when we did Bohem. It was the last act, and I was doing Mus- Musetta, and I was, it was Musetta's prayer, um, basically. And I remember seeing the audience in front of me holding a beer. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> this was This was
4: like, at Loft in 2014. Okay. Holding a beer, mm-hmm. but I was,
1: this is a, a change in Musetta's characters. For the first time, you see her having serious, sad thoughts, just being lively. And I remember people you know, holding a beer, but crying, crying with me, and, and really feeling what I was feeling, and I was connecting with them in a way. And I, and I, I just that just keeps me going. In mm-hmm. the end, they were, they were moved. I, I, I we, they were moved by us, by mm-hmm. what we were doing, and uh, I think that was. The object that was the reason why we were yeah. doing this whole That's thing. That's
2: a spark. Mm-hmm. And aren't mm-hmm. you all excited to be in on the ground level on this? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so thrilling. let's get back to what I said in the beginning about diversification, because Kirsten, and I get the idea that you're you're wearing two hats here. <laughs> you're <laughs> co artistic directors. Yes. Plus, you're, you're a thriving mezzo soprano. Well, and plus, you, you live in Los Angeles right now. I'm trying to figure out how we're <laughs> doing this back and forth, but never mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. So,
2: so, how is that for you wearing the two hats? And, and is this exciting, or are you just a type A personality that has to be oh, a yeah. Oh, yes. oh, oh, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Thank oh, you. Thanks, that, guys. And this <laughs> <feels> great.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mind is, uh, you know, ping, 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 always doing something. Um, but I, I had this very split, very split, two separate desires. One is to be involved on a creative level and as, you know, administrative level, kind of like we talked about, uh, before. And then also this, you know, burning desire to perform and to share my musical and, you know, artistic talents in that performance way as well. Um, and, and loft allowed me the opportunity to, uh, to dip my toe into the pool, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did a little bit of administration for them. I pulled in a little bit of artistic stuff in the very early stages. And I kind of watched it all happen and develop, and, and and I thought, oh, okay, this is actually something that's really important to me. And then later, when we started talking about developing our own brand and a company that was, you know, our own version of, you know, maybe like the the chic younger sister of Loft or whatever, you know, because we all kind of worked at Loft before. Leticia and I did at least, and, and I know like Larissa, Liana, Suchan, we've all been involved with Loft mm-hmm. together. Um, this this emerged, and and it, you know, from, from a budget perspective, we don't really have the, the means to hire people to do these jobs, but also I don't think we would have, even if we had the means because we all love the opportunity to learn about how the business works. I mean, I'm a definitely a stronger performer, um, in, you know, my professional experiences because, of my understanding of the business from being so involved on a, uh, you know, a, a financial management creative level of a company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's crazy and I live in LA now, but I'm also trying to be back in New York more and that's also very netty, but I think that that really is a metaphor for my life of mm-hmm. living this double for thing. A lot of lives. <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. It is Yeah. And you do what you have to
2: do to make it work. And doesn't Kirsten speak for all of you when she talks about the business skill part of this? Because I know nowadays in music school you were actually taught business skills to a certain extent, mm-hmm. and um, this is, is this is important when you're working, you know, three part-time jobs and doing the odd performances here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this is this is relevant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very much
1: so.
2: And no one's jaded yet. This is what I love. Everybody's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, had We've we never really had an fun. interview.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we love it too Oh, much. I'm glad to
2: be on the crowd on that one too. All right, so let's get down to the essentials about your performances that are coming up uh, on the weekend. So tell me, all. who's going to tell me all about the opera? Cecilia.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again.
4: <Yeah.
3: laughs> okay, uh, this is... Uh, kind of old, old, old-fashioned opera. Yes, we... It's so old-fashioned! And, and Rossini wrote this when he was 18.
2: Yeah, yes. he was
3: like a kid. And uh, he was like a kid who was already a great, talented kid. I mean, he <laughs> was a genius. And he wrote this story about uh, a father who actually sells the daughter to a, a, a stranger. Uh, because he wants the money of the strangers, Mrs. Luke. Uh, the father is called Tobias Miller. he's a merchant, a uh, London merchant, and yeah. uh, the the little daughter, she's called Fanny. But Fanny, she's crazy in love with Eduardo, uh, and Eduardo The tenor of the The tenor, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> and he course. doesn't have any money, right? right. No, no money. No money, <laughs> and three jobs. <laughs> 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 Typical singer. Typical singer, (laughs) yeah. So Fanny and Eduardo are creating love, but they cannot marry because Eduardo is really poor. So the story is about this mess of love and money and power. Uh, In that story, there are Norton and Clarina. They live in the house. They work for Mill. And they are kind of the the oil of the machine of the story, the dramaturgy, because they are the ones who make the, um, the couple... Mm, give the couple the possibility to stay together what we really mm, were shocked about the, the day in which they, uh, I flight here I was reading a newspaper because I, I was wondering how to uh, create a bridge uh, between that story and our ordinary life, daily life mm. no. and uh, reading and reading it was 16, October the 16th and UNICEF declare uh, the the, that the world the the day of the girls in this moment it is really moment in that world we are living in uh yeah there's like a, are,
4: it's a holiday October 16th is yeah. called day of the Girl.
3: There are kind of fifteen Beautiful. million girls mm-hmm. are sold by the families in before mm-hmm. they they are uh eighteen. And they get, mar- they get married without their own uh, yeah their own permission yeah exactly their own permission like uh, like an
2: arranged marriage yeah uh,
3: mm-hmm. last week a 12 years Chinese girl uh, arrived in the hospital in China uh, with a three uh, uh, three three months pregnant she was sold by the father that she was like 12 and. And, and that's a real story, a real story mm-hmm. from now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I really figure out that, of course, it's, uh, um, it's something that concerns our world, even if uh, in, uh, in our society, the, the, the society we are living in mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. maybe isn't hidden because we are like in a kind of mm-hmm. uh, healthy, well well state. But it's something that concerns the real story of humanity. Mm-hmm. That love versus power versus money versus uh, the choice to stay with someone we love. Mm-hmm. So the great thing is, and that's why it's a comedy, is that it <laughs> uh, finish well because <laughs> Luke, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Luke, recognize the love of those guys and decide to uh, give Eduardo the money to be uh, the one who can really marry Fanny, and and it's like mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, explosion of joy because love is possible in that story mm-hmm. but uh, the, the real thing is that even if it's traditional or there is some convention in the story um, behind the convention there is always uh, Uh, an origin, uh, a a point of light in the bridge between what we are telling and the real life. And that's the the hole in which we are entering that story.
2: Absolutely. It's so interesting to me that in classical literature um, usually a, a girl is it never owns her own life, does yeah. she? Mm-hmm. She is all, always belongs to someone. Her mm-hmm. father, and then the father will pass her on yeah. to uh, the the husband. And it's interesting you bring that up about present day because this is ghastly. This is still yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask the mundane but important
4: question: How is Bear surviving financially? We are surviving. Uh, I mean, our gala that was hugely successful here um, at Joshua Bell's and hosted by Larissa as well. Um, it. We had a lot of people come out. We had a silent auction. I mean, these are things that I never even knew how. I never. I didn't know anything about a gala and what really it took. And mm-hmm. we, you know, had catering. We uh, we managed to make a nice, you know, a nice chunk of change. <laughs> not to, no, but uh, but really by people's donations. By people's yeah. donations. Private donations
2: to All keep donations. you alive.
4: Yeah. So ticket costs do not. Ticket costs cover. Maybe maybe fifty fifty percent really that much yeah I mean that's great it's very unique Mm -hmm. and the Um, tickets are affordable which is great but our production costs are super low compared to I mean any other any other we can we are doing this production with very little money.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: and It's very admirable. Yeah. So
2: to everyone listening out there, ladies and gentlemen, for Bear Opera, org, they need your support.
4: We always need your support. And we actually offer... Uh, you know we open up uh, master classes we've had um, we've had Sesto bring in Fabio Luisi for a master class yes. Fabio Luisi from the Met amazing conductor mm-hmm. um, and we like to open those up sometimes to our donors Be- mm-hmm. uh, we do a lot of, of we do other outreach Leticia and I just this morning worked with Sing for Hope at public school up on 155th uh, which is... i mean Sing for Hope does amazing things but we're always trying to connect to the community in other ways as well, so we want to get you involved. So if you want to be involved with BEAR, you just send us an email and we'll, we'll, we'd love to have you. This, this is very exciting,
2: I have to say to all of you, what you've done is very admirable. I just want to take a moment and just go around the room and I want to ask each one of you, if you have one word to sum yourselves up, what would it be? And let's start with Chan. one word to sum you up. One word. Mm hmm. Um, He's in the hot seat. He's the first person I've asked. Don't take my word. (laughs)
0: Love?
2: Love? Oh my gosh, you are romantic. (laughs) Kirsten? Uh, Passion. There you go. (laughs) Liana? Pure. Pure? You're from Hill's Kitchen and you're going to she tell me. Her. No, she is so pure. <laughs> if that sums you up, that's admirable. Cecilia? I would say necessity. Necessity. Yeah. yeah. And Larissa, is there one word that sums you up for all our listeners? Toothful. Truthful.
0: Truthful.
2: <laughs> yeah. And she does look it. Yeah. All I can say is this is an opera company that's going to make Waves, and I think what I said initially—that you are chic, and you are visceral, as Cecilia has pointed out, and you're innovative—is going to take take you far.
3: Cecilia Lagoria, what so, did you think of the performance tonight? I think they were great. I'm so happy. For them and for you that were here and you there, enjoyed it.
2: There were so many updated elements in this yeah. in the direction. It was so delightful. Even the uh, anti-Trump comments.
3: <laughs> and I love the newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It worked it really, really. did. Uh, I, I'm very happy. Very happy. I'm very surprised. Yeah. That's the point of theater. Yeah. Even for me, you know, you have an expectation, and then when the audience answer. Exactly in the right way you want. It's so exciting and so unpredictable that it's very emotional, a That's big emotion. Good. That's wonderful to hear. And you are one heck of a stage director, my dear. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and, and thanks for your support. I mean, it was great to meet you and to have, have you here tonight. Anytime, we got to support Bear Opera. Thank you, to thank, you, thank you to Julia Thank you.
2: Comment. Hi, I'm here with Liana Guberman. after a wonderful performance in La Cambia, Cambiale di Matrimonio. Liana, how are you feeling now? Are you exhausted? It was
0: so physical. I, you know, I've been exhausted for the past three weeks staging <laughs> this thing, and now I'm just energetic because I finally uh, understand how my body works and how much energy it really takes, Very so good. I, I paced myself today during the performance. What I loved about your
2: character is you're so cheeky. You were the one that turned on the guy you're supposed to marry, even though you don't want to marry him. And you were you caught strong, that. baby. You caught. That. You were like Princess Leia in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, Man. yeah. I I think my character is supposed to enjoy the attention that she's getting from two men, mm-hmm. but really she's in love with with her true love. She yeah. she I mean she enjoys this new guy, Mr. Luke. She. She's like turned on by how different she is than her own lover, and that uh, he has a lot to offer, and he's rich, and but just so she's tempted, but she stays with Eduardo. It's wonderful. Have you saved enough
2: energy for tomorrow night I, and for Sunday afternoon at two o'clock? Uh, yes, with <laughs> with
0: lots of rest and drinking water, definitely. You're going to be fantastic. Thank, Thank you. you so
2: much. You were absolutely wonderful. Thank tonight. you so much. So I'm here at La Cambiale di Matrimonio yes. with Suchan Chan Kim and... Thank you! You, you were a hero tonight, weren't you? You got the girl in the end.
1: Yes. I got and, and you know tanners.
2: I know. They always do. And didn't I hear you sing last night at Classic Lyric yes. Arts?
1: Uh-huh. You I do bet.
2: get around, don't uh-huh. you?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that
2: was a good warm-up for this. Yeah, right. You were wonderful there, too. Thank you. Suchan, I have to say to you, I loved your performance so much Thank tonight. Thank you so much. After, talking with you all the other day and really getting that beautiful intimacy of the ensemble power mm-hmm. that all of you mm-hmm. have together to see you performing tonight was really special. Really. And I, I think you know, first of all, you're a one, you both are wonderful singers. Thank you so oh much. my gosh. But to see you play an older character and pull it off with such panache, and I can see you truly are happiest on
1: stage, aren't you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, the previous uh, interview, I said, you know, that's why I'm doing this. You know, I love this. And
0: you do.
2: Yeah.
3: You
0: both do. Sure.
2: You're going to go on to have great careers, aren't you? Are you friends off stage?
1: Yeah. Well,
2: that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) And you do have that modern look going here for a tenor.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: Have you saved any energy for tomorrow night and for Sunday afternoon?
3: No. Yeah.
1: You know, he, he owns a bagel shop. <laughs> and then he works every day. No way. Really. He opened the shop at 6 a.m. Wow. Yeah. Are
0: And then he sings, you know, every day.
2: <laughs> Do you sing at the bagel shop?
0: Uh, sometimes (laughs) when nobody in there
2: (laughs) i love it we've all got to survive in the big apple don't you well bravo you You were both wonderful the opera is a big success everybody needs to come to bear opera right yes
1: yes everyone (laughs) used to come
2: thank you and toy toy for the rest of the performances thank you so much let's watch these innovators of talent and style and see where bear opera goes from here And in two weeks, Center Stage will go on to speak to violinist Joshua Bell about his Seasons of Cuba concert that will be aired on PBS Friday, December 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He performs with the Chamber Orchestra of Havana, Bear Opera Soprano Larissa Martinez, and Dave Matthews. You won't want to miss this interview. And the curtain is down on Center Stage.